navigating the datascape with Chris Presley and special guests. Welcome to episode 24 of the Datascape podcast. I'm your host, Chris Presley. Before we get started, I want to tell you about the new show I recently launched, which is in addition to the Datascape podcast. It's called the Cloudscape podcast. The Cloudscape podcast is a monthly news style show where we, a panel of experts, diffuse the latest announcements, updates, and changes on the public cloud vendors and help you understand what you need to know and what you should be learning. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, anywhere that you get your podcast. Now on to today's show. Some of my colleagues just returned from the MariaDB conference in New York City. MariaDB being a native, a relative, and viable option to MySQL, I thought that it'd be a good time to go into the platform in detail and share it with you. So today I'm joined with John Schultz and Valerie Parham-Thompson, who will discuss this with us, as well as compare it to other MySQL-related platforms. Hey, Valerie, how are you doing? Doing great, thanks. Welcome to the show. And hey, John, how's it going? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Now, John has been on episode five, where we had a great discussion about the Cassandra NoSQL database. If you want to get to know John, his credentials, here is a lightning round and his experience. Check out episode number five, where we go into it. But Valerie is brand new to the podcast. So Valerie, would you mind giving us a brief overview of your career? Yeah, absolutely. I started off as a PHP developer. So I was working on websites a lot and using MySQL as a backend. And it really made me interested in what the database was doing in the stack. And I got an opportunity to work at a startup as a MySQL DBA, and I've done that for the last 10 years. Okay, great. And Valerie, I, I see that you were a, uh, sorry, a featured speaker at the conference. How was that? Yeah, it was great. The people who organize it are very helpful and very friendly. It's a great conference, so I was happy to be a featured speaker. Awesome. Well, why don't we start with start at the beginning, and, and let, let's talk about MariaDB. John, where did MariaDB come from? MariaDB basically is an offshoot of MySQL. When Oracle took over MySQL, the original founder and creator of MySQL, Monty Wiedenus, was very uncomfortable with Oracle and Oracle's plans and basically decided to go off and start his own business. Initially, he didn't necessarily plan on creating a fork, but shortly after he got started, he decided to do a fork and decided to call it MariaDB, which is based actually on the, the name of his youngest daughter. So let's talk a little bit about the conference itself. So from the webpage, it was late February in, in New York City. Great. And who organizes the MariaDB conference? The MariaDB conference is a little bit different than other tech conferences you might go to because it's really a user conference. It's organized by the MariaDB team, and they plan all of the sessions. Okay. It looks like it was about two days. What kind of numbers for attendees are there? John, what do you think? I, I think there were about 400 people there. I didn't get a count, but I did talk okay. to one of the organizers, and he said there were twice as many this year in the second year of the conference than there were last year. So it's really grown. Yeah, I was trying to count chairs in the keynote speech, and I came up with, sounded like somewhere between 350 and 450. So yeah, somewhere in the same range. I do know the rooms were packed. It was often standing room only for some of the sessions. Oh, that's great. That's great. And was it, how about your session? How was attendance? Oh, very good. There were people standing in the back. Oh, good. And what was your topic? It was on schema change methods. Yvonne Grunewald and I did Battle of the Online Schema Change Methods. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds great. And very, uh, you know, viable for any platform, too. So that's that's cool. The users that were there, or the sorry, the attendees, were they all like kind of active users? Was there when you're talking to people, were they kind of more interested in like getting into MariaDB? What was that like? 
I, I, I found there was several a... developers. Sorry, I talked to several developers who had just learned about MariaDB. I talked to several students who were just learning about MariaDB, and also, you know, plenty of experienced users of both MySQL and MariaDB. Okay, and John, what was your experience like? I'm very similar. I saw a lot of people that were just getting started with the business, and then I had a couple of conversations with people who had been working with MariaDB for years. Great. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on from the conference then. It sounded pretty good, and it actually didn't look like it was very expensive either. So, it, so John, let us know where MariaDB came from, and it's an arguable distance from MySQL. Why don't we talk about the kind of the key differences between MariaDB and MySQL? Because I think that's what most people would probably compare it to, especially if you're more a layman like myself. So, John, why don't you outline um, a couple of key differences, and then we'll hear a few from Valerie as well. Okay. Oracle's basically taken the MySQL platform and done a great deal of work on making it more secure and more reliable, more dependable, but they have not done a lot to add features to it. And most of the features they have added, they've added in response to Maria. Maria is where a lot of the newer features are happening. It's a lot of where a lot of the new capabilities are being added. If you're interested in being able to use new features and do new things, it's going to be in Maria before it's going to be in, in MySQL. Okay. And uh, what are your thoughts on kind of, do you have any anything to add on key differences, Valerie? I agree with John that a lot of the new features do go into MariaDB, and then Oracle will pick those up. I noticed that the community is very involved in development of MariaDB. Um, for instance, Alibaba has submitted several patches to the code, and I will see those get played out in a different way. The implementation is obviously different because the code base is fully branched off of Oracle. So the implementation will be different. But, okay. you know, everybody, for example, is looking at data encryption at rest. They just implement it differently. Okay. Are there other kind of comparable MySQL distributions to MariaDB? Yeah, another common one that people use is Percona Server. Percona Server is different than MariaDB because they have not fully branched off of the Oracle code base. They have forked and they add their own features to it, um, which are great to use for as a DBA. But then they go back and pull the latest changes from Oracle every time Oracle updates their versioning. Okay. And of the three distributions we've just discussed, which ones are open source and which ones are closed source? So that's they're complex. Really, <laughs> right. They're really all based on open source, but Oracle offers an enterprise edition. And MariaDB offers a dual licensing feature. So far as I know, all their code is still open source. But depending upon what you use of their code, you may have to pay a licensing fee. Percona is 100% all open source and free. Okay. Okay. So, and this may be a loaded question, but I'm prepared for it. If I'm beginning my SQL journey, if I, if I can call it that, how would I choose between the three distributions? And I realize there are other additions, but let's try to stick on the distributions. How would I make a choice? Like, where would I go? Well, I think in some of the, the newer packages in Linux, the choice is made for you. If you install MySQL, you get MariaDB. So a lot of people are coming to the project just because of that by default. The other things I look for when I decide which software I'm going to use are a strong community and open source and a good bug tracking feature, right? All the things that allow you to actually get involved with the project. I think MariaDB offers that. Percona server also offers that and also some tools for the DBA. Um, so I think it would be a toss up between MariaDB and Percona server for me. Okay. How about you, John? I pretty much agree with Valerie. To me, it's a matter of, do I want the operational features that Percona offers, or do I want to start playing with some of the new features and capabilities in Maria? 
For example, if I want to use a column store, Maria is the only place I can go. They're the only ones that are doing that right now. Or if I want to use Maria's new PLSQL features because I'm migrating from Oracle, that's only going to be available in Maria at the moment. So. And this is this points out a way that the communities play off each other, right? So the competition actually makes each of them stronger. So Percona Server is also looking at the column store. I don't know if that's in reaction to MariaDB having a column store or if, you know, it's just what the clients are looking for these days. Okay. You know, as I think more, a little bit more about Maria, what I think I've missed in this chat is a true definition about what sets MariaDB and arguably MySQL and Percona SQL apart from some of its closed source Oracle, MySQL server. It's uh, big as the wrong word. Other competitors in the market. So could you, one of you try to, let's try to define what MariaDB is. Like, what is it? Because I don't think we've we've really hit. MariaDB is, is open source, and that's critical. It's available. No one has to pay for it if they don't want to. The basic features are there. To be perfectly honest, much easier to install than Oracle or SQL Server. That's something that uh, I think it's kind of held all along. Even PostgreSQL, which is another open source one, it's a lot more tricky to set up and install to begin with. Maria is pretty much like magic. You just say, install it, and it's done. And it runs just out of the box. Yes, there are tuning features and everything else, but you can actually get it and make it useful very easily and very quickly. Okay. It's a really great learning tool, Okay, and it's really great to get started. Okay. And so, Valerie, certainly with your experience in the market and the easiness to install it, are you seeing customers kind of set it up wrong or, or use it in a, in a way it wasn't meant to and kind of get themselves into trouble with it? Often, right? And that's when we see people talking to us about MySQL or MariaDB. Default configurations are often not correct for a very large data set or a busy data set. So there's often a lot of optimization around that, at least. Okay. So one of the other key kind of key differentiators for me as I've researched MySQL over the years and bumped into it and used it has been some of its kind of web. It, it seemed to be, at least in its origins, be started as the the web database with arguable compliance with ACID, but a no, choices like a number of really cool storage engines that gave you, gave you capabilities that some of the Oracle and SQL Server, at, the, at least at the time, had no idea how to handle. Would either of you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, so what's unique to MariaDB and MySQL is that it has a pluggable storage engine architecture. So if you see that you would like an engine that's not one of the default ones like MySAM or NODB, then you can develop it. So we've seen some that uh, focus on compression, some that focus on heavy write activity. We've seen some like uh, the federated engine that's, that's kind of come and gone as other solutions were developed for that particular use case. Okay. So let's delve in. So one of the key differentiators I heard from you both about this, about MariaDB, is that it is like, it is where you go if you want to be on the cutting edge of features implemented in that style of stack. So I noticed that there are a number of new features that have been recently announced. Why don't we cover a couple of them? John, what are a couple of your favorite uh, newest features in MariaDB? I think the column store is one. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the PLSQL. Another one is they've had it for a while, but they just made it GA, is their spider storage engine. The spider storage engine is essentially a connectivity engine. It doesn't store data. What it does is it allows one MySQL server to talk to other MySQL servers and basically create high availability and or sharded configurations, which is really kind of cool. That's very cool. Um, Before we move on too far, there was something that you dropped there and casually, kind of casually moved on that I think is huge, is the PLSQL support. 
Is there an easy path? Because for those listeners who aren't familiar with Oracle, PLSQL is quite popular and a programming language used within Oracle. And it is an anchoring feature when Oracle users, if you will, or owners want to migrate off, they often hit with a major complication to deal with all of this code that people have written. And sometimes those people are gone and all the usual stuff. Is there an easy path onto MariaDB for the, the PLSQL code? I, that's the intent. What Maria's done is made basically uh, Maria's storage uh, stored procedure is basically PLSQL compatible, so that you can take uh, PLSQL stored procedures and bring them over. It's not a drop-in because Oracle has literally tens of thousands of of built-in functions that Maria only has maybe a, a few hundred of. So there's still things that you have work you have to do. But the actual basic syntax basically matches now. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a helper. It's not a. It's all taken care of. Okay, John. That was a good couple of features. What about you, Valerie? What are a couple that stand out, stand out to you? I think one that lots of people are excited about at conference are the windowing functions. So anybody who comes to MariaDB or MySQL kind of looks around and says, "Where are the windowing functions?" Especially if you're a developer that's used to using those. So it's a, it's a really exciting feature for developers. It optimizes reads. And one of the presenters showed some benchmark benchmarking for the new functions, and it, it just makes things possible that weren't possible before. Okay. Is it performant against competitors? Like, is it, are there any kind of known drawbacks to using it if you're uh, maybe a high transaction volume web entity or something? Interesting. I have not seen any benchmarks against other data storage products, but that that would be a really good thing to look at. Okay. So, you know, I understand MySQL, where it came from, why it was very popular at the time, especially when, you know, the web usage and apps and things kind of exploded. And it seems that a lot of that niche has gone away or, or is taken away by uh, public cloud and uh, databases as a service and many options there. Why are people choosing MariaDB for their use? As opposed to using a cloud product? Yeah. I mean, I could go provision, you know, an RDS product or Postgres or something managed. Why are people choosing MariaDB? Well, I think one use case is if you are an extreme startup, right? So if you have an idea and you're just doing it on your laptop before you even have a team, before you have a company, any of that, um, you can do that all that development right on your laptop and you're not even paying fees to the cloud. The cloud does make it really easy to spin up you know, at, at a little bit more scale and obviously at a lot more scale. But I think for those those kind of skunkworks projects, having the database on your laptop is is very useful. Okay. John, is there a best cloud for MariaDB? I would, would argue that that's probably Amazon at this point because they actually offer a MariaDB as part of their RDS product. If you want to use Maria, you can actually use it under RDS. Okay. For the other two, you have to create your own instances. Okay. And are people primarily using it for like OLTP uh, type applications or are there any data warehousing uh, options on MariaDB? Well, that's where the column store comes in. It, it helps with data warehousing. Maria and MySQL up until advent of the column store for Maria really were not playing much in the data warehouse world. Actually, a very big part of the Maria and MySQL world is neither transaction processing or data warehousing. It's content management, things like uh, web blogs and stuff like that. In fact, like WordPress is by default uses MySQL or Maria. Okay, so... One of the things that you mentioned as being fairly important in choosing a distribution 
Valerie, was uh, some good support and good community. Why don't you talk to us about, and, and I think this is a barrier to entry for people who are not into much open source, and I know that's rarer and rarer today, but I think it's still a thing. Why don't you talk to me about where one gets support and, and help? Okay. So first of all, I'll highlight that MariaDB is very open to new learners of the product. The documentation is great. Conferences, obviously, are really good places to get information. They do roadshows very frequently. They host webinars. So if you can't make it out to a conference or a roadshow, you can attend a webinar. And there's frequently, you know, just maybe a handful of people there. So you have a lot of time to answer, ask questions. If you subscribe to the MariaDB mailing list, it's not very active, uh, so it's not going to fill up your, your inbox, but they will send out about every other week an email with updates, and there's a good list of books in there every time, so they're definitely pushing the learning there. The other really cool thing is that the bug database is open, and it's hosted in Jira. A lot of people have used the Jira product, so it's familiar, but if you're not, you know, it's, it's just basically a, a ticket queue. You can get a login and look at the bugs that have been posted. You can file your own bugs if you find them. Um, They're very responsive. I've done this quite a bit. And you can also see some of the features. uh, For obvious reasons, some of those features are, are hidden if they're kind of not close to being released. But yeah, it's a good place to be involved. Okay. So something that you mentioned uh, when we were first getting to know you on the chat uh, really stuck out to me. On my interview, I, on a previous episode, I had Derek Downey on here to talk about uh, related MySQL topic. And his path into the career was as a developer. You mentioned the same thing. So is that how most people become Maria DBA? Say they are started out as developers? I think so. You know, most universities don't have a DBA curriculum. People kind of fall into it from a variety of paths. Um, So I find a lot of DBAs come from development. Developers are by nature curious. And I think once they start looking at all the pieces of the stack, some of them continue with the development and some of them head off into networking or security or databases. Okay. Are there a lot of dedicated, and I'm going to actually ask you both this one, but in your experience, are there a lot of dedicated MariaDB and or MySQL DBAs? Dedicated as opposed to being operations broad? Meaning that 100% of their job or a high percentage, call it 80, is database administration. Yeah, I think so. Even with smaller companies, you know, once you get past that very first startup phase, data is such a big part of any product that you need someone to focus on all the moving pieces of databases. Okay. And what's your experience, John? I would agree with that. Mine has been different. I've ended up doing a lot of various things, not just databases, but I would say that there's a huge number of people that are basically just focused on managing databases. And since the MySQL community slash Maria is uh, way up there on the list of, of technologies, there's a lot of MySQL DBAs out there. Okay. And it sounds like if I was... One, a DBA or, or administrating, providing administration for one platform I might be administering or capable of anyway, uh, several of them, the Percona one as well as MySQL? Oh, yes. They are different a little bit, and you need to understand the differences, but they all run pretty much the same way. They all have the same configuration files, and they all have the same configuration parameters for the most part. Okay. And one of the things that I love to cover on every podcast is helping our listeners get started with whatever it is that we're discussing. So I'm going to ask both of you as well. So we'll start with you, Valerie. What are some of your recommendations, best places to learn? How do you get beyond the pseudo app to get install? Where does one get started with MariaDB? So there's a lot of really good books about how to get started. 
with MarinaDB and they have walkthroughs and tutorials. You know, the other cool thing about MarinaDB and MySQL are that it has such a large user base that any question you can think of has been answered on Stack Overflow, for example. All right. <laughs> so the community's there and everyone's always willing to ask, answer a question. Okay. You mentioned books. Do you have a favorite? Well, my favorite, and this is from a while ago, was High Performance MySQL. And this was written by Peter Zaitsev and Baron Schwartz. Okay, great. And folks, that'll be in the show notes. You can check it out. Is that any chance it's available on the uh, Safari O'Reilly or anything like that? Yeah, I think it still is. Okay, awesome. And John, what about you? What learning resources or strategies would you recommend? I would basically use everything that, that Valerie described. Uh, in addition, I'm a religious reader of the Forcona blogs. They put out blogs uh, at least once a week, and virtually every one of them are worth reading. I also occasionally, and you need to be careful about this because you get a lot of advertising, but I like to attend some of the webinars that Percona and Maria and another company called uh, Several Nines put out. Okay. And actually, Several Nines is another good place. They have pretty good blogs as well. Okay. Good stuff. Well, I, I think we've done a good job of covering, at least introducing the platform. So I think we'll uh, move into the lightning round, which we will focus on Valerie. John's is on uh, episode number five. So Valerie, the lightning round is where I ask you a series of questions and you give me a brief answer, but kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Are you a uh, game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what project are you most proud of? Let's see. A recent project I did was, you know, again, with all being curious about all the moving parts, I put together a solution with LDAP and Vault, which is a HashiCorp product, Proxy SQL, which is a hot adjacent technology with MySQL, and of course, uh, MariaDB. Okay, good stuff. Actually, why don't you take it one step further? If you're allowed to talk about it, what did the project do? Oh, yeah. So GDPR is a big compliance movement coming through in Europe. And this company had a requirement to, to meet that. So the proof of concept basically did a proxy layer between the users logging in and the end database to kind of abstract away some of those pieces. Oh, neat, neat. GDPR is a big thing and something we'll be covering on this podcast in the very near future. A lot of people probably losing some hair over that one. Can you name a book that's had a significant impact on your career? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to bring up High Performance MySQL again. Somebody handed it to me when I was first training as a DBA. And they said, read this. <laughs> and I did. I eventually got it autographed by the authors and I kind of carried it around and it was you know, really great. I handed it off to another developer and he became a DBA as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Standing or sitting desk? Usually sitting. Okay. And when you're sitting at that desk, are you using a laptop or a desktop? Yeah, just a laptop because I have to get up and move around as well. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. And is yep. it a Mac or a PC? Mac. I've tried PC. Doesn't really work. All right. And are you, uh, given you're a Mac person, does that mean you're an iPhone person or an Android person? Yeah, usually iPhone. I go back and forth. Yeah, I think a lot of people do now. And uh, what is the best tool or app that you use on a daily basis? Well, this is kind of basic, but uh, Notepad. So I need a second brain and I prefer it to be local. So it's really good security. So I've always got Notepad open, taking notes and being my second brain. Excellent. And you're not putting any passwords in there, I'm sure. Never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you both on the show today. That's all the time we have for today. The biggest compliment you can give us is by telling a friend where to find us or writing us a short, honest review on your pla podcast platform of choice. We love your feedback. You can send it to me directly at presley at pythian.com. Have a great day in the datascape. Navigating the datascape.